every single day. And when I say every single day, I mean every freaking day of my life that I am out in public interacting with other human beings since the age of 15, at least one person every single day comes up to me and asks me how tall I am. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fully aware that this sounds like an exaggeration. Every single day, someone comes up to me and they ask me how tall I am. <laughs> but I'm, I'm dead serious. It used to just annoy me. Like it just happened so often and it was so abrasive. And in my mind, I'm like, man, what, uh, like where else? What other like aspect of life would someone come up? Like no one would come up to you and be like, hey, man, you're huge. How much do you weigh? Like, <laughs> was like, dude, oh man, you're so short. How, uh, how, how short are you? Like you would never get away with something like that. And so in my mind, that's why I'd tell myself, man, wh why, would, why do people feel okay to come up to me like this? But about 15 years ago, I heard someone frame this kind of interaction in a way that was completely new to me. And it's one of the most important factors and paradigm changes in my life to me becoming what I now call a professional stranger. And I love stand-up comedy, like so much so that if, if, like, okay, I'm recording this on a Monday night. If someone came up to me right now and said, hey, I'm buying you tickets, you can either go see stand-up or you can go see a concert, I would probably right now in this moment pick stand-up. And about 15 years ago, I was watching a stand-up comedian called Pete Holmes do this bit that... And it's so crazy. It's like even saying this right now, like saying the stand-up bit changed my life. But it really, it for me personally, yeah, it changed the way I view my interactions with strangers. Uh, it's a concept he calls social grace ping pong. We're just walking down. But it was normal. Just the kind that says, "Hey, I see you." I see you in your dog, I see you. You, you, I, why is it De Niro? I see you. But I'm not talking about like a, you know? It wasn't, don't ask me what's in my basement. It wasn't that. Just a neighborly smile. But here's why I'm telling you. She didn't smile back. No, no return, yes. I don't know if you're kidding, but I'm serious. I hate it. If I smile at a stranger and she doesn't smile back, I immediately go from hi neighbor to I'ma kill everyone you know. <laughs> I'm coming after you. And I think, right? It's a betrayal. Here's why I think I care. It's, it's social grace ping pong. I smile at you, you smile back. That's how it goes. Hit it back. Hitting it back makes life better. A couple strangers smiling at each other on the street, everything's right in the world. In that moment, when you hit it back to me, suddenly babies are high-fiving each other. Dogs are wearing hats, you know. Utopia, dog, dog hats. It's like back in the 50s again, you know what I mean? Where dogs were, okay. I'm just saying, it's like a simpler time. Sepia tone, back when milk was delivered. You're out watering your lawn, just like, howdy, neighbor. You're Southern all of a sudden, howdy, neighbor. You catch that I Love Lucy program last night? That gal's a who? <laughs> well, it's 3.30. Time to start drinking hard liquor with a huge orange slice. Because <laughs> it's the 1950s. <laughs> what I'm saying is life is hard. Hit it back. Hitting it back makes life better. How? 
I say laugh at jokes, indiscriminately. <laughs> what are you, judging jokes in your little brain laboratory? Was it good? Laugh! Why? Because laughing's the best. My dad tells three jokes. One, he calls ketchup Irish gravy. <laughs> He's gonna be so happy you laughed. <laughs> I told you, Peter, kill her! It's because the Irish use it as a gravy! Irish gravy! Go socks! He calls coffee, coffee, even though he's not from New York. And he ends every phone call by saying, keep in touch with yourself. <laughs> That's true. Regardless of who it's with, he's like, all right, Senator, thank you so much. Keep in touch with yourself. And I laugh. I laugh like you did. That's good. I laugh every time. Why? Because laughing is so much more fun than not. I got you, Pops. I'll hit it back, just like you taught me to. Laugh, we all die someday. Laugh it up. Here's how I hit it back. My last name is Holmes, so I get a lot of, what up, Holmes? I get that a lot. And yes, I've heard, what up, Holmes? A lot, a million times, but I love it. Why? Because it means they're trying to play. People are being silly with me. It's so much better than talking to me like you're interviewing me for a job at Hewlett Packard. It's like, Peter? What is it, Peter Holmes? Holmes, you say? Oh, I have no comment on that. Play, be silly. I love when people say what up, Holmes, because it means I get to hit it back. You say what up, Holmes, to me, and your name is Anna. Guess what? I'm calling you banana. <laughs> Hell, I'm calling you banana before you say what up, Holmes. What is this, the DMV? You're banana. Hannah's, Anna's, Susanna's, you're all bananas to me. Indiscriminate, bananas, all of you. Here's another one, this actually happened. If I'm at a bank and I comment to the teller on my overdraft fee, if I go, whoa, that's huge. And Daryl, probably, Daryl. He felt like a Daryl. If Daryl's behind the glass and he goes, that's what she said. I could judge, yeah, with a rain cloud over me. Not funny. Shut up, laugh, I got you, Daryl. I don't, not only do I laugh, I don't judge, I applaud Daryl. He means well. That's what she said. Daryl, you dog. <laughs> Another term for this uh, concept of social grace ping pong, I, I think it might be like the psych psychological term for it, is bids for connection. And a bid is described as any attempt from one partner to another for attention, affirmation, affection, or any other positive connection. Bids show up in simple ways, like a smile or a wink, or more complex ways, like a request for advice or help. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the social grace ping pong, thinking these bids for connection. I realized that nobody that comes up to me, nobody that's ever come up to me on the street was trying to be rude. They're, they're literally just looking for an excuse to have a pot. And no, also, yeah, that's another thing. No one's coming up to me like looking for a negative interaction. They're literally just coming up hoping to have a positive interaction with me. And I, I wasn't doing the podcast at the time, um, but I, I'm now looking back, I've realized it was the beginning of my journey trying to def define what I think it means to live a curious life, to be a curious person. And part of that for me was 
reframing my paradigm of how I viewed those interactions. So it wasn't, I actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't even like a decision. It just happened. And I just found myself inwardly going, oh, you want to play? Okay, I can be a silly, silly fun boy. Let's play. So I literally just started experimenting with different ways of responding to people coming up to me. What I landed on was anytime someone would come up to me, hey, how tall are you? I'd always smile, look them in the eye, and I'd say, you know, I don't actually answer that question anymore unless someone's willing to guess for themselves. So how tall, like, what's your guess? How tall tall do you think I am? Ah, yeah, actually, oh man, actually, now that I'm even just saying this, I'm realizing how often it had l- very little or nothing to do with me. Someone wanted an excuse to talk about uh, their experience in life or someone else that they knew that was tall. And saying that actually now makes me think of another artist I'd played with who was having a really hard time with fans coming up to them all the time. And they were saying, I've seen you play before. The first time I saw your show was blah, 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 blah. Or, oh man, I've been listening to your music and I discovered your music through this friend. Or they would start by talking about their interaction or how they know them or when they uh, first uh, started following them as an artist. And I realized the majority of the annoyance and frustration was that people were just coming up to them and supposedly not really coming up with anything interesting to say, but they were saying how uh, people just want to come up as an excuse to uh, tell a story about you or how they know you or talk about their own lives. What I told this artist was literally this concept of ping pong. Someone is coming up to you. You are an artist that they like. They like your music. They're just looking for an excuse to play ping pong. And the the only thing between you and them that they have in common is your music. So maybe I can just tell you about, you know, when I first started listening to you or uh, tell you a story about the first time I saw you. Of course. And a lot of my friends who are artists and musicians and creators, it's like, of course, these constant bids for connection that people are throwing out to you. When you start realizing them for what they are, you start realizing, hell yes, your response is literally, fuck yes, tell me about that concert. Who did, was someone opening for me? Where was that? What, what was going on? Who'd you see it with? Did you have a friend come with you? And man, I, even doing this, I, there was a time when I felt actually kind of insecure about it. I'd be like, specifically, like, I don't always want to play ping pong. I'm not always in a good mood. I'm tired. If I'm out on the road with music, I'm oftentimes just exhausted or uh, just want to go tear down my gear. I don't, I'm not always in the mood for it. And so those times when I wasn't in the mood, when I wasn't feeling this, oh yeah, connect with humanity. (laughs) I started thinking about this and my response as disingenuous or some kind of like lie. I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being true to my, like how I'm feeling personally in the moment. And then then I just realized like, none of that crap matters. This is like, I gotta be honest about how I'm feeling. Like, especially when I'm on the road with music and someone's coming up to me at a show, man, the emotion of this interaction is totally asymmetrical on what it costs me to just make a moment with somebody or or at the very least sets their day off onto a positive trajectory. So now what I have realized is that the first step in becoming a professional stranger, it's actually just realizing the truth that whether it's the opposite side of a bar at a restaurant or a merch table, you can be the kindest of friends to someone for only a few minutes of their life. Man. When I made that change, 
it is crazy how beautiful the road became. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.